Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Happy Monday to you. And thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Shouts out to everybody that is at work. Uh, some of you is back to the work week. Probably had a long uh, Thanksgiving uh, weekend. And now you're probably at work or you're probably at the gym or you're doing something out and about. But whatever you're doing, thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with yours truly. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Saints uh, Week 12 matchup. Uh, we're going to be giving our final thoughts and we're going to be opening up the phone line. So for those that can get away from work or maybe, you know, step to the side, don't get yourself fired now. <laughs> but if you can, uh, we're going to be opening up the phone lines real soon to hear what you all have to say about this Saints team. Um, look, I, I pretty much uh, said everything I needed to say on last show. This is not a good football team. The New Orleans Saints are a uh, uh, ish show. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I mean? Uh, this is embarrassing to actually have to watch these games. And to be quite honest with you, folks, if I didn't love y'all so much and I didn't love being a podcaster, uh, my deep love for this Saints team, I probably wouldn't be behind this mic right now. But I tell you what, um, you know, this it is what it is. I think that we pretty much uh, summed up, you know, what, what this team actually is. I mean, it's not a good football team. And, you know, you had so many different people you know, came in last week, you know, chiming in after the Saints won and talking about, oh, man, we about to make the playoffs. And I felt so bad for those individuals because I knew for a fact that the Saints had no shot. They had no shot because it's it's so many emotions, right? You win a game and you look impressive doing it. And then the following week, you look like hot garbage. You can't even muster up a single point. I mean, it, it is just an embarrassment how this team is. And it all starts with Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen is an embarrassment to head coach. An embarrassment. I mean, you got people all on WWL television. Like, I mean, WWL radio, rather. Justifying Dennis Allen to come back for another year. There is absolutely nothing about Dennis Allen that, that anybody should believe that this dude should be coaching this team anymore. Like, seriously, this dude has no fire. This dude has no passion. This dude has no swag. He has nothing. This dude is a coordinator masquerading as a head coach. And I just think that it's absolutely pathetic that you have people out here that are so much, so big of contrarians that they want to go against the grain so badly and so pathetically that they rather sit up here and justify Dennis Allen. Well, can, can Dennis Allen fumble the football? Can Dennis Allen throw picks? But no, Dennis Allen can't throw picks. And no, he can't fumble the football. But what he can do is give these guys justification and don't give these guys no accountability to when they do fumble, nothing happens. Like, there's no fear when it comes to Dennis Allen. Like, nobody's nobody scared about the raft of Dennis Allen. And that's the reason why we're in this position. You look at making choices like Bradley Roby coming back off IR. Instead of putting him in a nickel, you put old dusty tail Chris Harris Jr. out there. Instead of you knowing that your offense need a little bit of a spark, instead of going with maybe Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, you decided to double down and go with boring Mr. Take a Sack at the worst time Andy Dalton as your quarterback. And these are the type of moves that when I say 
this dude is not it. This dude is not it. And then I'm going to let y'all in on a little bit of something else, right? There, there is too much within the Saints organization. There is too much going along to get along for my liking. Let me give you an example. At the beginning of the season, Dennis Allen becomes the head coach in the offseason, I should say. In the offseason, he becomes the head coach. What does he do? Oh, defense is my baby, but I'm going to put Chris Richard and Ryan Nielsen as the co-defensive coordinators. That's the kind of indecisiveness I'm talking about. Instead of you choosing one person and just allowing another person to put their big boy pants on, you decided that you want to make everybody happy, right? You want to satisfy everybody. So you want to put both of these guys as co-defensive coordinators. They got co-defense, they got co-defensive coordinators, I believe, out there in Tampa. How is that working out for them this season? It's not. Right? It's the indecisiveness. It's the scared to really take a chance. It's the it's the inability to have the pulse on the game. See, people think it's just about, oh, you know how to coach defense, but it's deeper than it. It's deeper than just coaching defense. You have to understand what's going on schematically, and you got to know how to adjust. Yesterday was a clear indication. It was a clear indication that Dennis Allen does not not does not know how to make second half adjustments. I mean, what adjustments did you make going into the half and coming out and looking as worse as you did in the first half? There is absolutely no accountability. I was watching a video. I was watching a video, and it was right after Alvin Kamara fumbled a couple of years ago, and they had Sean Payton on the sidelines, and he said he just said to him, he said, "We good enough to beat this team, but you know what's not going to get us, uh, not going to get us to win? Turning the ball over." Like he was talking to Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, and then he was talking about how tough it is to win in this league. If you're giving a ball back to another team, accountability on the sidelines. But all you see from Dennis Allen on the sidelines. That's all you see. Him folding his arms, looking up at the sky. Like, where's the accountability? Where's the heart? Where's the passion? Yeah, there is none. And yet we're supposed to sit up here and be excited about a football team that just does not give you anything to be excited about. In the words of Julius on Remember the Titans, attitude reflects leadership. So everybody expecting for the Saints to be dapping it up like they used to, but you're, you're, you're basically your you're head coach has the enthusiasm of a caterpillar. Like, what do you all expect? When, when the Saints were flying around, they played with swag. They played with attitude. That was a reflection of Sean Payton. Like Sean Payton or not, but one thing you cannot say that he does not have is swag. He knows how to get it out of a player. He knows how to hold people accountable. He knows how to have the pulse on everything within the organization and not just looking, well, my defense look good. And maybe he's selling that to Bicky Loomis in the back where, you know, you see the defense stepping up, but you're not a defensive coordinator anymore. What you are is a head coach. If, if we were just, if we were just counted on Dennis Allen to be a defensive coordinator, then touche, but you're the head coach of the team and you are not holding these guys accountable. 
and every last guy that we have seen over the years who has made an impact with the New Orleans Saints looks like a mere shell of themselves from Ryan Ramchek to Alvin Kamara to Cam Jordan from Davenport. Everybody looks like a mere shell of themselves. Even Paulson Adebo, who had a good rookie campaign, and you thought that he was going to be able to step it up and move up to the next level, even he touch and go. There is nobody really on this team for the exception of Pete Warner and Caden Ellis that you can really just point to and just say, hey, you know what I'm saying? These, these dudes are really doing it. You know what I'm saying? They, they really doing it. They really have evolved. I'm not saying Chris Olave because Chris Olave just came into the league. I'm not saying Rashid Shaheed because he just came into the league. You look around this team and everybody that we have counted on to make plays, to get pancakes on the offensive line, to make people miss, to give us these moments that, man, nobody can stop this dude. Everybody looks like a mere shell of themselves. Everybody looks like they saying Cancun on three. Nobody is really giving an effort. I don't know if they just don't believe in this dude. I don't know if they just feel like, oh, man, I ain't about to get myself hurt because I promised my wife I was going to take her to Morocco in the offseason. I don't know what the heck going on. All I know is this team looks absolutely trash. And if Mickey Loomis and Gail Benson, if they feel like this dude is the answer, I say change the question. Because the Saints aren't winning nothing. Nothing. And then, once again, the desperation continues in the offseason when you had Pete Carmichael who said to you, ah, I don't know. I don't think I want to be an offensive coordinator. You know what you should have did? Okay, Pete. Fine. You know what I'm saying? Let's go out here and we find somebody. But the Saints, with their arrogant tails, they come out here. They just feel like, oh, we keep everybody intact. And they had us all believe in the jump. They had us all believe in this nonsense. Man, if we just keep everybody in place and we get Jameis Winston and we get Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry and Honey Badger, we can run this thing back. Not realizing that maybe Sean Payton is more to do with the Saints' success than we all imagine. That's why I say it. Like, I don't understand why anybody should be nervous about anything when it comes to Sean Payton. I don't see how any fan can fix their mouth and say, oh, the Saints can't get two first-round picks for Sean Payton. You got to be out of your freaking mind. The, the Sean Payton has done more for the Saints not being here than, you know what I'm saying, than he did being here. I, I'm, let, me, let me help you understand this. By him going away from this team, it just showed you how important he was to the success of this football team. Thus, another team that really wants a good head coach is going to move heaven and earth and give the Saints anything they possibly want in order to acquire Sean Payton. So if you want to be real, the Saints are in a really good position right now because Sean Payton wants to come back to coach. And the way that Dennis Allen has this team looking, you got to believe that they are going to move heaven and earth. We might get two first and a second or two first and a, and a quality player to come to this team because the, a team desperately wants Sean Payton. It's just as simple as that. It's just as simple as that. I, I just don't get it. Like, at this particular point, I get it. As, as of right now, the Saints would have had the fifth pick in the draft that belongs to the Philadelphia Eagles. You're probably not going to be picking in the top 10. But if you have a team like the Arizona Cardinals, right, they picking in the top 10. Or you got a team that's like the Chargers, who not picking in the top 10, but they probably going to be picking in the teens because I don't feel like they're going to make the playoffs. You still going to have a first-round pick. 
And even if you don't have a second round pick the following year because you gave it to Philly, if you get another first round pick next year, that's two first round picks. So that sounds pretty doggone good to me. I don't see how anybody, I, I really see people sitting up here acting as if they not looking at the fact that this team looked like slow and Sean Payton isn't here and you don't think people going to pay attention to that. Man, these people going to be like, man, Sean Payton is much better than even we thought. We know he was a great coach, but he's even better than we thought to keep this nonsense afloat. But I'm about to go ahead and open up the phone lines, man. I want to hear from you. What do you think about the game? Uh, your comments about, you know, anything that's going on with the New Orleans Saints is pretty much, uh, you know, you're beating a dead horse at this point, man. We know that this team isn't good. And um, the chances of them making the playoffs are slim to none. And them being able to muster up any type of, uh, you know, great performances down the stretch to make this thing interesting is probably slim to none, too. It, it's just that simple. Uh, but we're going to go to uh, Jerry. Jerry, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, TJ. But uh, I, I I got something I want you and the family members to hear. Y'all, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing okay, man. All right, I'm going to go ahead and play this little clip right here, and uh, I'll let you have the say-so after this. They're better than we are. We're not good enough. We shouldn't even be thinking about beating this 49ers. We shouldn't be talking about it because the Saints ain't good enough. And you guys shouldn't write about us being a playoff team and all that bullshit to us, Malarkey. We ain't good enough to beat those guys, and it was proven out there today. It's that simple. We're not good enough yet. We got a long way to go. We got a lot of work to do. We're close, and close don't mean... And you can put that on TV for me. <laughs> I'm tired of coming close, and we're going to work off till we ain't close anymore. And it may take some time. We're going to get it done. We aren't in there. We aren't. We aren't good enough. They're better than us. Black and white, simple fact. Could have, would have, should have is the difference. Of what I'm talking about. The good teams don't come in and say could have. They get it done. All right. It's that simple. I'm tired of saying could have, should have, would have. That's why we ain't good enough yet. Because we're saying could have and they ain't. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Not- it's amazing, Jerry. Uh, he, he did that press conference almost 25 years ago. And it, and it's still, like, probably even more longer than that. And it uh-huh. still it echoes the same today. Like, that's that's amazing. That let, you, that let you know, TJ, I'm tired of this, bruh. That's why I had to play that clip. Because... Hold on, wait, wait, wait a minute. I, I don't mean to cut you off. Somebody said, I agree with that guy. <laughs> with that guy? Wait a minute. You, you know you that, ju- <laughs> bro, that, that, that ain't just some bro, guy. That's, that's the legendary coach of Jim Moore. You bro. mean you talking about that guy? <laughs> it's not that guy. That's Jim Moore. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but that was funny. Yeah, that's Jim Moore. Right there. <laughs> But yeah. uh, but 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 serious but seriously, TJ. Uh, uh, after after what I saw Sunday, I mean, dude, you waited three twenty five on Sunday afternoon to go to the Forty ers Levi Stadium, and just like Jim Moore said, just go out there to get our asses kicked. Excuse my French, but it's mm, the truth. Yeah, because <laughs> you just said yeah, that too. <laughs> For real. But uh, nice. but still, but still, but no, but now uh, we're not good enough, right? I mean, I mean, everybody can talk about we still got a chance. Not not at four and eight, because look what you got coming up, uh, TJ. Look look who these next five 
or six opponents you got coming up. You got the Buccaneers next Monday night. We mm -hmm. probably gonna lose that game. Then you go into a bye, right. and then they, and then they're saying the Falcons Saints game is uh Sunday December the eighteenth. Probably probably gonna be a noon game. We might lose that one. Mm -hmm. At Christmas Eve, we're going up to Cleveland. Hopefully, they might have Deshaun Watson playing at quarterback instead of mm -hmm. Jacoby Brissett. Yep. On Christmas Eve, we might lose that. And and Lord knows we're gonna we're gonna get our asses shown up beat in Philadelphia. <laughs> that, that that that's established. And I don't know, I don't know what this Carolina team is. We're gonna lose to them too. So that's so, so that's that that's my recap. <laughs> I'm already I'm already in 2023 mode right now, TJ. Yeah, look, I I <laughs> I just gotta keep it, I just gotta keep it a book. Um <laughs> look, I, I hate to say it like this, but Maybe that's what maybe that's what needs to happen in order to get this bum up out of here. Like I, I look, I hate to be like that, but I, I I just gotta keep it. I just gotta keep it one hundred. Maybe that's what needs to happen in order for the Saints to realize that this dude ain't the answer. Maybe maybe that's it. So if if they lose these games down the stretch, maybe they'll see what everybody else has been telling this team, and they won't double down next year. Because I'm telling you. That's going to be a hard sell for a Saints fan if Dennis Allen is on the sidelines again next year. I mean, it's going to be a hard sell. You you are not right. going to sell no tickets. <laughs> yeah, like shots out. Oh, shots out to big. Shots out to Big Q, man. Shots out to Big Q. He he said this, man. He he was talking about, man. You don't need to buy no 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 saints gear no nothing <laughs> you don't you you don't even have to like even push that if put emphasis on that you ain't even got to do that like people not going to do it anyway because nope. <laughs> ain't nobody trying to be taking a they hard-earned money man to put it on this sorry team man with this sorry coach and man, man, nah, man look nah. bro hey and, and that's why I say save your money because it ain't going to make no sense of buying some more Saints gear not the way these guys are playing. Man. I don't know. I don't care if it's clothes. I don't care if it's active wear. I don't care if it's casual wear. I don't care. Just I, just save your money, y'all. Yep. Save it on something else that you might be interested in. Because <laughs> yeah, the Saints ain't one of them. <laughs> man, for real. Save your money, man. That, that's some good That's some good uh, holiday shopping money. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you could be doing something. That's some gas money. You know, like, man, do something with <laughs> Anything. Do, yep. It, better buy, than what that don't is. Don't buy a ticket. Don't buy any St. gear. Just keep what you got. Just, just, keep, just keep riding with the team and just wear what you got. Yep. Exactly. Hey man, but uh, Jerry, I appreciate it. Got a few more calls I got to get to, but thank you so much, man. And uh, you know, you can call back anytime. All right, but before I go, TJ, I want to play uh -huh. this one little one little clip, and I'm and I'm gonna get out of here. Just All one, right. just one more. All right. Well, what happened was that second game, we got our ass kicked. The second half, we just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball and went down and got points, we got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Horse I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. Coaching, we're all, all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in that second half. It sucked. It stunk. <laughs> And I'm out. <laughs> legendary Jim Moore. Uh, legendary Jerry Poor. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you, man. 
You're welcome, TJ. Y'all be blessed. Love you all. Shout out to the chat. Love y'all. Who that to you? Yeah, man. Who that to you? Man. Take care. Take care. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, man. But like I said, uh, you know, Jim Mar is a legendary coach. Uh, he's the second winning his coach in, in Saints history. Uh, first coach to lead the Saints to the playoffs. Um, and uh, he was he was a really good defensive mind. But unlike Dennis Allen, he he had he had he had confidence. He had swag. He was a leader of men. That that and, and clearly Dennis Allen is not. I'm going to read a, a few comments, then we'll go to Long Journey. It says, TJ, uh, you got to realize that some Saint fans weren't even born when Jim Mora coached the Saint. Don't matter. I mean, look, I, I wasn't I wasn't really around or born when Jim, uh, when, you know, John Walsh, or Bill Walsh, rather. Bill Walsh was the head coach of the 49ers, but I know he the godfather of the West Coast offense. I know I wasn't around when Paul Brown was coaching the Browns. But I know who he is. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I look, I can't accept that. If you're gonna be a fan of the team, you gotta know some level of history. I ain't saying you gotta know everything, but at least know the coaches. And if if you don't know the Rick Venturas or the Mike Dickers or the Jared Donardo, okay, I'm I'm it's cool with that. But the ones that actually really solidified themselves as a coach, I think that you need to know those folks. That's just me. That's just me. Oh, we're gonna go the long journey. Long journey, how you well, doing, man? Well, can we get a moment of silence for for this team that that is basically they didn't bury themselves like four weeks ago, man. <laughs> moment of silence, um, okay. Bell, there it is. All right, <laughs> now <laughs> let's get now let's get to Dennis Allen. Let's, right. let's let's just get let's get straight to it. I'm tired of looking at this man's face. You. Oh my God! Every time something bad happened, they just—it's like clockwork. They just pan straight to this man's face, and it's the same poker face every time. Hmm. And and I'm at this point is just like, how many more games do y'all need to see this man ruin our franchise, ruin the potential of these players? Y'all really cannot tell me this team is really a four and eighteen. No, they're With not. With the talent we have, come Mm-mm. on, man. No way, no way. Yeah, I, I won't believe it. Look, I understand injuries happen. They had injuries last year, and they still won this bad. This this team is a reflection of the leadership that they have there, and I just hope that Mickey Loomis and Gail Benson. And in the Saints trust, I just hope that they actually see this, man, because I would hate for the Saints fans to have to see it for them because ain't nobody. I'm telling you, nobody is about to go up in there and spend their hard earned money buying no season tickets to be sitting there to watch these boys lay an egg every week. Win one, lose one, win one, lose three, win one, lose four. Nobody ain't nobody trying to see this, man. Ain't nobody about to try to see it, especially, man, they better be careful because what the Saints are doing right now, they're in a transition phase right now. They're in a transition phase. And you better be you better be very, very careful because it, it's okay to have like, like one year of this because you get to see what the heck is going on. But when you double down on this, it becomes a trend. And then you're going to find yourself being like the Lions. And then you're going to find yourself kind of being like the Jets, you know, like all these years, you know what I'm saying, they're not winning nothing. 
right? And 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 fans just gonna be happy that you actually won a game or two. And I ain't trying to get to that point, man. I've been there. I ain't trying to go back. <laughs> man, and and that that was well said because I'm I'm really sitting here and I'm like, you know, this team is going down the drain when you see Alvin Kamara fumble the ball not once but man. twice. I ain't never seen it. I ain't never seen it. Like, I, I'm for real. Like, I can't remember Alvin Kamara fumbling twice in a year. Like, maybe he did, but it's just, I don't know, man. This dude just not used to fumbling. I'm not used to seeing this dude. Like, bro, some of the best players on this team looking suspect. Like, I know people trying to, like, I know people being hard on the 100 badge. I know he is. But I got a feeling. I got a feeling he is not as bad as this this team is making him making him look. Like, I, man, you just don't fall off the turnip truck like this. I, man, I'm, man, it's it's just weird to me to see all these dudes that have made an impact over the years. I mean, did Father time just come to every one of their houses and be like, bow, you you done. Bow, you washed. Bow, like, come on, man. Like, you got to look at the coaches, man. You got an all-pro like Ryan Ramchick out there looking like slow. Come on, man. Like, something. And, and let's be honest, too, TJ. Let's be honest. None of them respect this man. None. I, they nope. don't respect this man as a coach. I, I don't see it. I really don't. And that's that's my biggest thing. And then let's all talk about it, y'all. It's a crime what they're doing to Jameis. It's a hmm. crime hmm. at this point. It's a crime. Man. Hey, I'm looking at this article right now. I don't know exactly if it's from New Orleans Saints or not, but it says Dennis Allen is likely safe. But P. Carmichael's future may be in question. And that's and that's something I, I feel like that's probably gonna happen. They probably gonna end up trying to save Dennis Allen for another year, and they're gonna try to get another offensive coordinator up in here. Listen, Boy, listen. I, I, man. Woo! Listen, if they save this man another year, I'm wearing a bag over my face. Nah, I, oh, I, 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 I can't roll with the bag, man. But look, we gotta get this, <laughs> we gotta get this dude up out of here, man. Like, seriously, like. I, I man, bro, this this ain't it. This, this this is not it. It this ain't it, man. I'm I'm bro. How like people make it seem like it's just offensive. It is not. It's about scrim, it, bro. We know like all the years you watch the Saints. First half they kind of be like kind of lax days ago. They go up in the they go up in there in halftime. They make those adjustments, and they just come out there. A, t- a team might not even score a point in the second half. But these dudes went out there, pretty much played lags of days ago in the first half, went to the locker room, so-called made adjustments, and looked worse than they did in the first half. That's coaching, bro. That's coaching, Absolutely. man. So I'm, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. it. It's deeper than just, oh, my defense look good. Like, it's deeper than that, bro. You got to be a leader of men. And these dudes got to buy into what you're talking about. And you can't tell me it's Pete Carmichael. Them getting rid of Pete Carmichael, I'm like, listen, the man didn't even want to be there. That's so my, that's my whole point. My whole point <laughs> is he didn't want to be there. About him, right? How you gonna make it about him? Because they want to use him as a scapegoat. But I mean, but we can be real though. Dennis Allen defense was looking like slow over the last couple of weeks too, and it was Pete Carmichael's offense that was keeping them in games and keeping them afloat. And, and like I said, man, you you have injuries every single year, 
right? Your teams have injuries every single year. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. You got to be able to weather the storm and, and be able to find ways to win games. And even in those injuries, they still win games, but they just found ways to lose. And you got to look at the coaching, man. It's rather you not put emphasis on the importance of ball security or these dudes just like they don't care. But I will say this. I mean, I know Elvin Kamara, he's kind of like, you know, he, he kind of, you know, a smooth cat. You know what I'm saying? He don't really too much, let too much bother him. But the fact that he just fumbled that football, he just walked away from the pile like that, like, like uh, whatever. You know, that kind of bothered me, man. Like, I ain't, like, I ain't saying you got to go over there and be hitting your, you know what I'm saying, hitting your face on the helmet like your boy from the Pittsburgh, <laughs> University of Pittsburgh did. But at least you got to show some passion, man. And I, I don't know, man. I, I think he that's a reflection of, of the coach. And then, and then they missed Alvin Kamara on that goal line. I, I'm not going to get over that. Mm. I was like, Dalton, man, you just needed to look to the left. Look to the left. That five. man was wide open. Five. If I could see that on TV, bro, you got to be able to see that on the field. I, that's I what I'm saying. <laughs> man, I, I, oh, man. Bro, I'm just, I don't know. But uh, long journey, man. Appreciate you, man. Th thank you for calling. You got anything else before you go? You know what? Only thing else I have to say is hang on tight, y'all. We we, I I just I just <laughs> hang on tight and, yeah. and keep your peace. All right. If y'all yep. gotta take a break from the Saints, do it because Man. every week it's getting harder by the week. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it, it's it's pretty bad, man. This this is the only time where you gotta hug your family a little tighter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What they, they put on the field, Lord have mercy. Uh, I'm for real, man. Hey, it's gonna make us look like husbands of the year and, and boyfriends of the years and and wives and, and girlfriends of the year because man, baby, you've been spending a whole lot more time with me, and I appreciate the effort. Well, you know, <laughs> I ain't got nothing else to do on the Sunday. <laughs> But hey, man, thank you so much, man. Call back anytime, my friend. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, y'all take care. <laughs> yeah, you about to get some brownie points, boy. I'm for real. You going to Hobby Lobby. You going to Walmart. You going to Target. You know what I'm saying? Your wife like, hey, baby, I ain't, I ain't know you had it in you like this. Normally, you sitting on the couch on a Sunday. Well, you know, baby, I just thought that me and you needed some time, you know? <laughs> just make sure that she don't ever look at ESPN to know why. You spending that much time with her, but hey, I digress. I'm gonna read two comments, then we'll get to uh, and then we'll get to Josh. It says Dennis Allen and the Big Easy and Josh, the boy genius McDaniel's in Sin City, both don't know what the L they're doing as head coaches. Yes, Raiders won in overtime, but they still suck. Facts. And then we got AK been checked out, bro. He tends to do that a lot, but what you said about players regressing is a real issue. Yeah, I mean, it's rather the coaches that you put around them or, I mean, there's there's no point of emphasis. Sometimes it, it depends on how the guy get coached. You know, some guys, they, they need you to be all up in their grill with it. And then some guys, you need to coach them from afar. Maybe, you know, we're seeing, like, who needs to be coached up close and who needs to be coached from afar. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and go to Josh. Uh, Josh, how you doing, man? How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right, man. What, what you got for us? Well, this last game taught me two things. Mm -hmm. First, the Saints are going to run the table because Dennis Allen's got this team rolling. Yeah, he roll it, roll, uh, roll into uh, Cancun, <laughs> rolling, rolling to Morocco, 
Hey, or somewhere they got some some beautiful blue water. That's about it. Definitely ain't the playoff. Let me tell you something though, TJ. Uh, you can we can at least be glad you were not the Iowa State Cyclones. You know I'm from Iowa State University, mm -hmm. and the Cyclones lost their final game badly the other day, mm -hmm. sixty-two to fourteen. Hey. And they well, were, at least at least they scored. <laughs> at least they put up fourteen points. <laughs> I suppose. You know, the, the Iowa State offense and the Saints offense are kind of the same thing. But, you know, mm. I got so many conflicting thoughts here because, you know, at first I was defending Dennis Allen because I'm like, give the dude some time. And then I <laughs> like, then I found out about how he did Jameis and I turned against him. Because mm. um, to me, like, that's just like some of the worst stuff ever. But part of me still wants to give him time because, listen, man, Coach Bill Belichick was horrible his first five years as a coach his first five six years he was something like i don't know 32 and 51 or something like that mm. he wasn't good and granted he got saddled with a a, a um an upstart browns organization that was when they first put the browns back in cleveland and stuff but he wasn't good his first year as a new england head coach either sometimes it takes a coach a few years but that said I still think Dennis Allen has to go because if you're going to do Jameis dirty like that, anybody really, it's not just about Jameis. You're showing that you, you're, you're not going to make really good off-field decisions, and the off-field decisions are really, really important in coaching. And so for that reason, um, I'm with you. I finally changed my mind. I'm with you. Dennis Allen has to go. Now, another thing, and you said this, uh, I believe, two weeks ago, Andy Dalton is not what he used to be. You know, we, we counted on him to come in and just kind of play good yet conservative football, but he's his the skills he's had are diminished, and it's very obvious. Um, mm -hmm. Which is weird because he's not that old to have that much of diminishing skills. What is he, 33, 34? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he's been out of practice for a while, too. It's been a while since he started before this, this year. But, like, we just got a mess all the way around here, man, and there's no way out of this. Mm. But, um, you know, to what we – to what you were saying earlier with about Sean Payton. And remember I said, man, we need more than just one first round pick for Sean Payton. I don't see a, I don't see why any team would give away a Super Bowl winning coach who wins consistently every year for a single first round pick that may or may not work out. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, yeah, Josh, I, I don't feel like that's going to happen. And if, like, honestly, I'm going I'm to be, this is the first time you're going to hear me say this. If they just get one first round pick for Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis needs to be fired. Like seriously, like because that, like you, you cannot, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot just surrender one first round, a uh, uh, get for one first round draft pick for a guy who means this much to a team. It's 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 so obvious that the one thing that is missing is him. Like, this, like that's why I said at the beginning of the podcast. Sean Payne probably did more for the New Orleans Saints. Like, he probably fit, like, the thing, Megan Loomis made this egregious, like, conforma, and Sean Payne can fix it. Like, he can fix it from, from afar. That, that's, how, that's how effective that is. This dude can, like, basically giving away C.J. Garner-Johnson for Magic Beans Giving your first round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles that's turned into a top five pick, Sean Payton can actually save the Saints franchise and Mickey Loomis in a ways of people looking at Mickey Loomis by coming back to football. But because he did, he did more for 
this team and the stupidity of this franchise and what they did in the offseason. He probably did more not coaching this year because they, he's able to fix the mistake that they made. So you can have two – like you you can get – you gave up your first-round draft pick uh, next year on 2023, and you gave up your second-round draft pick. So if you get a first-round pick in 2023, another first-round uh, pick the following year, you don't have a second-round pick in 2024. So you have two first-round picks in 2024. I don't think anybody will be upset with that. But, Josh, like you said, man, like, look, I, I stand on this. If Mickey Loomis gets just one first-round draft pick for Sean Payton, they need to let him go because that is not good business. Well, you know what I just thought about, TJ? Mm-hmm. Would What's you that? give away Sean Payton to get both CJ and Marcus Williams back? Because I think I would do that if we could. I, I know that's technically impossible at the moment, but if there was some way to work that out, we give away Sean Payton and we get both CJ and Marcus Williams back because they both got a lot of good years left. Mm. Um, that would solve a lot of issues for us. Well, well, Josh, the only thing I would say about that is, man, look, you you you're in desperate need of a quarterback. You you're in desperate need of a quarterback. Look, this this, this like. We need to completely suspend, you know what I'm saying, like this whole Sean Payton, Drew Brees thing that we got going. Like, those two guys are gone. They they are not coming back. And we just have to – we have to move on from that. They got to get themselves a new quarterback, a new offensive coordinator, a new identity. They have no identity. That's what I was going to say, TJ. I forgot to say this. I'm still thinking that it would be a decent idea to bring Drew Brees in, at least as a quarterback's coach. I mean, look, as as a I have to see, I would have to see Drew Brees and how effective he is as a quarterback coach. Cause uh, here's the thing, man. I know that guys are great, but sometimes, you know what I'm saying, that greatness, it don't translate to coaching. You know, yeah, like I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how effective he'll be as a coach. I, I don't know if he might be a great quarterback coach, but I'm always skeptical of great players becoming coaches. Like I I never like I never really truly see like a great coach. I mean, a great player end up being a, a really good coach. The only time I really honestly seen that has been Deion Sanders at Jackson State. But other, you know, other than that, they're great. They are so great. They spend so much time perfecting their craft. I don't think they have the patience for it. I don't know. Like I said, he coaches his son's uh, football team. I mean, it, it can't hurt. Well, I mean, Drew Brees, the reason I say this is Drew Brees, he has that meticulous um, focus on every detail you, detail you can personality that you need to be some kind of a coach. Right. I'm not talking about making him a head coach, just just for the quarterbacks. I think he would be great with the quarterbacks because he would make sure to leave no un, no stone unturned. Like right. even if we got like an average quarterback, I, I think Drew Brees is somebody that could get every bit of – everything we can't could possibly get out of it, even an average quarterback, just because of how detail oriented and meticulous he is. Right. Um, I mean, I, I mean, look, I, like I said, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it, it, it won't work out. I'm just saying like, I, I, I don't, I never really just truly like saw it. Like I never saw like a great player, like end up being like a, a great coach or a great coordinator, because I just think that they're, they're so, they're so driven, you know what I'm saying? And they don't understand, like, if a guy is not putting forth their best effort or not seeing things that they want to see. And I, I mean, it's, it's worth the shot. It's worth the shot to see if there's, there's a possibility, if he wants to do it. 
I mean, we got Jeff Saturday coaching the Indianapolis Colts right now. You know, like he, I mean, he was on ESPN a couple weeks. He got them at one and one. I mean, he, he gave the Philadelphia Eagles all they can handle and he won his first game as a coach. So maybe, you know, maybe Jeff Saturday can be that guy that can change that because he was a really great center for the Indianapolis Colts for years. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, all I know is, all I know is, Josh, I think we just need to remove ourselves from any imminent remnants of this whole Sean Payton, Drew Brees thing. Like, I get it. Like, the Saints franchise is not as storied as the Steelers or the Cowboys or the 49ers, right? We don't have many chapters. All we basically have is kind of just one book. Like, 49ers got the chapter of Montana. They got the chapter of Steve Young. Even in some cases, they got the chapter of Jeff Garcia. He brought him to the playoffs. The Saints don't really have that, right? So we want to constantly be reminded of that thing that made us feel good one, at one time. But the NFL goes on, man. And I think the biggest issue that's facing the New Orleans Saints is they're trying to replicate the, the years of two guys that's no longer with the team. And I, I think that that's something they need to move on from. Well, hey, DJ, yeah, go, go in a minute, man. But you know what I think the Saints are going to do? I looked at the rest of the schedule. They're all winnable games except for the Eagles. So you know what I think is honestly going to happen? Was that? I think we're going to lose all those win winnable games yet beat the Eagles and just to piss off. <laughs> hey, I think I, that's going to happen. I don't think anybody will be mad at that, you know? I don't, I don't think anybody will be mad at that. But Well, we'll, we'll all be mad because we'll, we'll be like, you lost to the freaking Jaguars, but you're beating the Eagles. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, we're not playing the Jaguars, but we're playing somebody. Like, I just looked at the schedule. It's my, my brain is freezing up right now. But there are five very, like, not so great teams. And then the, and then the Eagles. That's who we have left. Yep. I mean, we uh, got all divisional games for the most part. We got all divisional games, the Cleveland Browns and the Eagles. And – We'll see, man. We'll, we'll see, Josh. It should be interesting, man. But uh, man, thank you so much for your for your comments. That you put a, you put a lot of things on on our mind, man. I mean, definitely uh, the whole Drew Brees thing is an interesting dynamic, and um, you know, uh, but I, I really honestly feel like, man, you got to get you got to get multiple first round draft picks for Sean Payton, and anything else, uh, it, it just it, what they say it would be uncivilized. Seriously, like you get you got to get it you got to get it done. But uh, yeah. thank you, man. I, I appreciate it, man. Call, call back anytime. Wait, wait. Did you say call back anytime? Yeah, call back anytime. Okay, I'll call back in like 10 minutes. See you then. All right. <laughs> All right man, take care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, look. You, you got to get multiple first-round draft picks. You, you got to. You got to get multiple first-round draft picks for Sean Payton. If, if, you, if you don't, you're not doing your job. Read a few comments, then we'll get the chosen. Says uh, TJ, I'm tired of hearing it. Get Allen out of this organization. If it was my, it was, if it was my decision, he'll be gone last night. Uh, I think Jackson State might give the Saints a hard time. Nah, the Saints ain't aren't that bad. Uh, Breeze could definitely be a great coach. He had to learn uh, the entire playbook, all of it. Uh, he didn't get uh, the small book like Teddy. I mean, but you also saying Caleb. It's a it's a playbook that has accumulated over a 16 year span. So, yeah, you know, like of course, <laughs> of course, man, you know, like he gonna know the playbook ins and outs because they constantly add into it. Uh, prom not leaving JSU. I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that. I, I think he might. I, I think he might. And the biggest issue that 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 scares me is, I think 
because of this whole thing. And I, I looked at like some of his footage, his videos. He was talking to the team, getting them prepared for the swag championship game against Southern. I honestly feel like I like I honestly feel like they they might end up losing this game if he comes out and says that he's leaving. Like seriously, because what he built at this school, bringing all these recruits here, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, then you just up and leave like that, it's going to be tough. But, I mean, he's going to have to make a decision between now and the championship because he he won't be able to coach in a bowl game. So if he makes his decision, it's going to have to be after that swag championship game, and he's not going to be able to coach in the Heritage Bowl because, you know, I'm pretty sure Colorado or South Florida going to want him to hold a press conference and get the ball rolling on recruits. So there it is. And then I'm I'm also wondering, like, what you going to do with your son? Like, is Shadura Sanders going with you? Is I'm pretty sure Travis Hunter going to go with you um, because, I mean, he a freshman. So, I mean, what you going to do? Like, not all those guys going to be able to go to Colorado with you. So I'm, it, it should be interesting. Uh, We're going to go to uh, Chosen. Chosen, how you doing, man? What's going on, TJ, man? Been a minute. Yeah, man. How, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, just really wanted to talk about, you know, <laughs> some people who really think they still want to see this team in the playoffs, bro. I get it. I I, I get it. You want to brag. You want to go to work. You want to feel something. But me, TJ, I don't want to see this. I don't see the ass in no playoffs, bro. For what? <laughs> what they gonna do? Like, do you really want to see this team in the playoffs, bro? Just to nope. get massacred by somebody who wanted more? Maybe. If Dennis Allen can't coach, can't out-coach these mediocre teams in the regular season, can you imagine? Can you imagine the the, the ass whooping that we're gonna receive in a playoffs by a team that really, really wants it, bro? Hmm. Like, don't nobody, I don't I don't want to see. I can't speak for everybody, but I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that's like going to the mall with no money. <laughs> like you, you oh, I was at the mall, I was in that mall, but you ain't leaving that. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting that. Like you can you window shopping. I don't want to window shop. This hmm. team, I got too much, I got too much respect for this team, man. Like, we're not gonna we don't deserve to be there. I don't care. We win every game, we don't deserve to be there. And it's like we caught in the crossfire, bro, because it's like if we lose. Yeah, it, it looks bad, but it gets Dennis up out of there. If we win, yeah, we making it, we giving our ch- ourselves a chance to the playoffs, but it's also helping his case to coach. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, pick your poison. Like, what you want to do? I'd rather us, we already losing. Lose our, I ain't saying tank, but lose all these games and, and, and find a case to get them out of here. We, we basically turned into Carolina this year. Mm-hmm. Waiting for Matt Rule to lose so they can get him up out of here. We yep. it's, it's, we basically turned into Carolina, bro. As yep. far as the coaching situation. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it just it's just pathetic when you when you think about it. Like me, me personally, um, I'm, I'm a huge Saints fan. But if mm-hmm. that means that they have to lose these games in order for him to get up out of here, I'm willing to do that. Cause you ain't about to make the playoffs no way. Like, what <laughs> what are you actually like? What are you actually gaining? Seriously, um. You making what the, the Philadelphia pick look less appealing? Okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You still they still gonna be picking in the top five, regardless, because you're you're not gonna string together a five game winning streak. Not gonna happen. So it's already gonna look bad. 
So at least your second round pick can look good. There's a better chance that you could get Hendon Hooker in the second round. I was round. just about to say, at least you know, we get a top second round yeah, pick. Like, so, I'll be working towards that. But yep. like you say, TJ, what, what are those wins going to justify? You still, just, just to brag and rights, I don't want to brag, man. I want to I wanna be there in the end. You know what I'm saying? Right. I want to say we 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 got put out the playoffs swinging. You know what I'm saying? Not, mm-hmm. not, not by default. Not because I, man, you know how bad that sounds? We only made it because our division trash. Man, that ain't that ain't nothing to rep on. Because when you go against these other guys, you know, no matter who coming out the NFC South, I don't think they, I think they're gonna be one and done. No matter who come out, these guys really want it. You don't belong here, and it's gonna show. Like, like, who are we fooling? Like, you can't play hide and go seek with yourself. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's so it's so bad, chosen that you know normally. Um, when teams lose, like you start mm-hmm. seeing like other rival teams like infiltrate the chat, tweet, like ain't nobody even doing it. Like you for real. Like you, we don't see like Panther Fed, like ah ha, y'all lost. Ain't nobody like Falcon said, like ah ha, ain't nobody saying nothing. Like it's so like that's one thing that I love about being a same fan is like basically that whole robbery thing. You right. don't even got that. Like it's it's so sad. It is just like <laughs> It's basically like if you go to some of these NFC South groups or you look at like some of these like people on Twitter, it's basically like everybody at, at Cap Chippewa together and singing around a campfire. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And, and out their grievances about, oh, my team terrible. My team terrible too. You know, like, so it, it's it's just it's, bad, man. I, look, I don't want to see the Saints in the playoffs. And right. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get my wish because they're not going to make the playoffs. But I, I, I don't get it. Like, I, 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 God bless the individual that's sitting up here with hope. Like, man, man, if we just win against Tampa, what, what is it gonna solve, bro? Nah. I knew the playoff, the playoff dreams to me went out weeks ago, especially when yeah. we lost to Pittsburgh. That that was that was the that was the deal breaker for me. Man. And and my thing is this, bro. Like we was talking yesterday on the show after the post game, you was talking, and we are talking about not being appealing to a coach. Like, do people realize? Coaches got an ego to where they can say, I turn chicken, you know what, to, to chicken salad. That's all I'm saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know how much rep, like, you know how much rep a coach say, man, I did this. I took, there was nobody before I got here. Mm-hmm. Now look at this. They have those kind of egos, bro. Like, and people got to realize, what are the odds of a, a championship contender team hiring another coach? It won't happen because nine times out of ten, that coach is doing his job, so we don't have to look out. For mm. they don't they they not they not they not in position to hire a coach. They already where they need to be. So my thing is, people don't think this team wouldn't be attractive to a coach. This would be a perfect spot because they looking from a coach point of view. They're looking for a situation where they can put skins on a the wall. They don't want to ride the coattail of something that's already there. They want to build. They want to leave their own legacy, their own mark. You know what I'm saying? That's just how coaches think. And and then one more thing for our goal, TJ. I know we was talking about bringing Drew Brees in with Josh, shout out to Josh. That, that'll work, man. But that, that's not, that sounds good, bro. But if you look at history with any sports, I like to use the Michael Jordan scenario. Arguably the greatest player of all time and arguably the worst owner of all time. It's yep. like you can't – it's like these guys, bro, they look at the game from a different point of view. It worked yep. for Sean Payton. Look at Sean Payton. Sean Payton was trash as a football player. But he was awesome as a coach. All your coaches and all you these guys and personnel, they always were 
mediocre, average, or below average players ended up being great coaches. With Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson wasn't a, a, a good basketball a basketball player like that, but he became an awesome coach. You know, it's always like that, bro. I don't know why, but these coaches always seem to be poor players. I, I don't know, other than Prime, I don't know a good all-time great player that end up being an all-time great or somewhat good of above average coach. It just don't happen. I don't know why. It's just like you say, you see the game from a different perspective. They're too busy building on their craft. They can go out and do it, but they don't necessarily can show you how to be them. They just have something in their DNA that makes them special. Because if everybody can do it, TJ, wouldn't nobody be special. Yeah. You know I mean, what I'm I, I, my biggest issue is, man, every time like something goes wrong with this team, like we always trying to talk about, man, we need to bring Sean Payton back. We need to bring in Drew Brees. No. Like, man, leave these folk where they at, man. Exactly. Like, like this, this is what I'm saying, man. Like, you got a bunch of fans out here who don't know, uh, have not seen life outside of Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Right. I don't like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, you, you much young, I mean, you're a few years younger than I am. So, I mean, you, you, I mean, but at the same time, you kind of, you know what I'm saying, like kind of pride yourself as a as a historian. Like, you know what I'm saying? You you yeah. you got you got individuals that have like old souls or kind of, you know what I'm saying, like they might be young, but they can kind of, you know, say have appreciation for history. I was kind of the same way when I, you know, was oh, younger yeah. too, and I'm still am. Mm -hmm. But you have people out here that don't see or have not seen life outside of Drew Brees and Sean Payton. And they want to keep anything that's close to it. It's almost like anything that's, that reminds them of that. But you have to realize that those days are gone. Like you, gone. you you spending two and three years trying to replicate Drew Brees and Sean Payton, those two, three it's years gone. that you can find a new identity, a new, like establish yourself like as, as a different type of team. You know, like you, you right. can't like keep on digging in the crates. Like, I really feel like the reason this is the man, this this is the God honest truth. I feel like the reason why Dennis Allen and P. Carmichael do not want to get away from Andy Dalton mm -hmm. because he's the closest thing that they have on that team to Drew Brees. That's not saying much, but I'm just saying like what they want him to do mm -hmm. and how he can deliver the ball mm -hmm. and show and all those nickel and dime situations. That's the reason why. The reason why Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are on that bench because they are afraid to be innovative because they have hitched their wagon mm -hmm. to Sean Payton and all of the things that they've learned and all the things that they that they give out as far as what they're teaching has come from Sean Payton. And they have learned absolutely nothing outside of that. So what you going to do? You're going to go back to what you actually know instead of evolving. That's why I got so much respect. I got so much respect for Andy Reid. Andy Reid has been through Michael Vick, who yeah. was, I mean, just a freak show. Throw the ball 70 yards, can run that thing, seven, you know what I'm saying, like a 4-2-40, 70 yards. Turn him into comeback player of the year. Donovan McNair, he had some issues come out, coming out. Brought them boys to five straight NFC championship games in the Super Bowl. Have Patrick Mahomes, who have freakish arm strength. You know what I'm saying? They got this dude as a Super Bowl contender year after year. And Alex Smith, who has seven offensive coordinators, he turned them into a serviceable quarterback. And you know why he did it? He didn't keep the same playbook. He adapted. He, you know what I'm saying? He went to these high school games. He watched these college games. And he implemented his own game plan. Exactly. Too much fear, too much, too much scared, too much conservative play calling 
and conservative my thought um my thinking is the issue with this team exactly man and it all goes back to what you say i feel like it's all in the front office this whole team is just conservative from the quarterback to the coaching to the to the to, to the hiring the hiring was conservative y'all was too afraid to take a risk on a new coach so you hired yep. then you're yep. too afraid to get another quarterback so you want to play with you you feel I, Dennis coaching want to coach Andy Dalton like you said because it reflects the way he coaches he plays the way he coaches James is a risk taker James might go out there you might tell James one play but hell James see a cheap a, a, a deep or something out of spark he gonna take it I'll right. take that versus me being scared all the time, you don't know, man. Closed mouth don't get fed. Sometimes you got to take risks. We would have won that game yesterday if we would have took just a little risk. We ain't need, need 20, 30 points. We was there. Fourth man. and one, you don't go for it. Fourth and three, you don't go for it. And when you finally do want to go for it, it's fourth and five, you call a, a bum-ass inside draw or whatever bro. you want to call or, or whatever you want to do. Like, my thing is this, man. Like, Dennis Allen, bro, he is who he is like he's conservative. Everything about this team is conservative. Everything revolves scary. The move, the hiring, the the, the move to hire him was scary. You yep. don't want to. You probably did your due diligence and did interviews, but you already knew who you wanted in your back of mind. Yep. You know, and all it took was for Sean Payton. And that was a Sean Payton thing. When Sean Payton signed off on it, I believe the guy's in office already. Oh, Sean spoke it. It's like his word is Bible. His word is law. You know what I'm saying? So if Sean, I'm, I'm thinking if Sean don't say the guys in the building, do y'all still do it? We got to stop hanging on to Sean and Drew. They are gone. Take risk. They gonna be. They not. They not coming back. Quit hanging on to something that's not coming back. They could come visit, but they not. Gonna, Drew not finna strap up, and you ain't gonna see number nine come out there and play. You know how they gonna see Sean out there and putting their headset on and and, and calling our plays and yelling at guys to change cleats. You know what mm. I'm saying? We are not gonna see that no more. You yep. know, go out here. And do what's right for the organization. It's gonna be a time where Kamara gonna be gone. Um, Demario Davis gonna be gone. Cam Jordan. Life goes on after these guys. We are Saints fans. We can't just be fans of these players. Time goes on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you gotta do what's best for your organization because it's gonna get scary if they don't do this. If they keep up with this, it's gonna be a lot of unanswered questions that's gonna have to get answered in this organization, bro. They, yeah. so they, gonna have to, they, they better get a grip on it now. Like you said, we don't want this to become a trending thing. But I yeah. took up enough of your time, man. <clears throat> no, nah, nah, that's okay, man. You're, you're making some good points. You know, they, they cannot double down on this nonsense. I keep saying it. You cannot double down on this, man, because you're going to find yourself really being behind the eight ball. And, and this this uh, whole NFC South being last NFC South is just going to be you know, indicative of, of, of things to come. And, and I, Tim, I just don't want it to get to that point. And Tim Vargo, what a worse situation. This whole season is more New Orleans Saints, the so-close Saints that they put out. Mm -hmm. Even if we had Sean Payton this year, none of this would have happened. But I feel if we even have, not even Sean Payton, if you have a Ron Rivera or, or or hell, a, a, a Jason Garrett shit. At least he would have got his eight and eight. <laughs> you yep. know what I'm saying? They, they like to call him eight and eight Garrett shit. That would have yeah. worked right now. Man, I would have took I would have took nine and eight because that would have got you in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. In man. the playoffs, you didn't need Sean. That, that's the worst part. You didn't even need Sean Payton, Stella type coaching for, for this year alone. This season was the most probably as wide as open as it could be. We was really banking on the NFC being this wide open. And this and a pretty much a playoff spot was there for you. And this is what happens. Hmm. So close, but yet so far. That has been the heartbreaks. This season alone, just the heartbreak. Within the last since, since that Minneapolis miracle, bro, 
from year after year, it's been so close, but yet so far, man. Yep. So close. And, and these guys, that take a toll on your psyche. That's probably why Sean stepped down. That's probably why these players say, you know what, man, how much more can I take? They won't probably want a new start, and I can't blame them. And I say this, TJ, and I always say if this team can't get on board, Sean, I mean, um, Demario, Cam, all, man, y'all go win somewhere else. Y'all man, that, that's business. what I'm saying. That's what y'all I'm saying. Like, let, that, like let, let Cam Jordan go somewhere where he can be a contender. Let him go to the Chiefs or something. You know, like, let, let him go out there so he can possibly get a shot at a championship, man. Because I, I would hate this dude playing all this time and never get his chance to play in the Super Bowl. It seemed like all his, all his teammates leave. Like, you had Trey Hendrickson. You know, like, they leave. They end up going to the Super Bowl, getting a chance to play. I want this man. I want to see him and Demario Davis play on, you know, be on a big stage if the Saints can't get it. But uh, chosen, thank yous, man. I appreciate the call, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, take care. Yeah, man. Look, I I want to see Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, like some of these mainstays. If if they can't do it with the Saints, like you know, let let them go somewhere else. You know, let, I'm gonna go ahead and get through these calls. Let me go to Bucks call game. Bucks, how you doing, man? Man, good. Not so good. I'm really not even good. It's hey, just, I think we all on, uh, we all on the same <laughs> we all on the same boat, man. Disappointed and depressed. Purple mm-hmm. wins this game Monday night. Wish Coach Dub is safe. Purple wins this game. Somebody's safe. Hopefully the I Bucks. Hope not. <laughs> hopefully the Bucks lose a uh, tall ball. I think the Saints going to get tall balls because he had to meet him with the tall balls. Why we have to hire him? It's like Bruce Irvins does it. His boys. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. <laughs> I hate yeah. it. I mean, look, I'm not a fan of it either, man. You know, these it, it just seemed like the the way that the NFL is going, Bus Call game, it seems like teams want to get those young, innovative offensive minds, you know, like all these defensive guys. I mean, it's cool, you know. I'm like they hiring like, these coaches in a way and does not work. It's yeah, does mm-hmm. not work. Mm-hmm. We should learn that from a long time ago when we hired those coaches long. It does not work. Nope. It don't work, and you know, and especially if if, if it if it works, it got to be a guy that's that's a true leader. Of men, I just feel like Todd Bowles, so, Dennis Allen, they they, they just kind of gone. <laughs> I want him, I'm a, I'm a left foot gone. I want Todd Bowles. To, I want number seven six gone to a left tackle. He needs to be gone. Oh man, Donovan Smith. I want him yeah. out of here. Oh man, Tom Brady's I mean, playing. Tom Brady's not playing good either. I, I want him to retire. I'm, <laughs> I'm just ready for a new start. I'm really waiting for a new start. Yeah, I, look, I just think that all – I think every team in the NFC South, for the most part, is trying to find a way to press the reset button. But hopefully hey, – um, Yeah, go ahead. Can we lose on purpose the rest of the games and somebody get fired or somebody? Can we just lose – It's going to be sad. <laughs> you know what's going to be sad if Panthers win this division? It's going to be sad if <laughs> – That's going to be sad, though. I, you know, the crazy thing about it is, I think that they'll probably, they'll probably uh, fire Todd Bowles and and uh, Brian Leftwich before they fire Dennis Allen. I, I really feel that <laughs> way. So? Yeah, I mean, look, the Glazer family, they don't play that. But, man. They, they got Tom a very Brady, short leash. Cause Tom Brady, that's why. Tom Brady, Tom Brady is done after this year. Like he, he done. Like, I hope he, you're right though, cause done. I'm not, he, I, I don't want Tom Brady again because Tom. I think really Tom Brady is holding this back too. I yeah. I think so. Like I think I think in some like he can give you moments like when y'all when y'all played the Rams. Like he can give y'all moments where you know what I'm saying he had moments of greatness. But I mean, Father Time is undefeated. Like he yeah. can still he can still throw that ball and he yeah. can still get the ball where it needs to be. But I mean, 
man, it's a young man's hot game. Seat, man. I mean, somebody's on the hot seat this week. Hopefully, mm. do you, who do you think can win? I want the Bucks to lose. In my opinion, mm. I don't want to make. I don't want to make the playoffs. Just to be real, <laughs> I really don't. Um, look, it, it seems like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to making the playoffs, or I don't I want mean, it. Or Carolina, you know, like Carolina don't might end it. up making the playoffs. I don't want it. Yeah, I mean Carolina, like all all jokes aside, they probably look like they're probably the best team in the NFC South. I mean, they yeah, they right. almost beat Baltimore. They you know they whooped up on <laughs> they whooped up on Denver yesterday. Yeah. And it seemed like they 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 really trying for Steve Wilkes. It's like they yeah. really trying for him. So Tim Donald. Man, so I, I don't know. But here's your what's your take for this Monday night game? Do you think it's gonna be a low scoring game or shootout? What do you what you what do you is your expectation for this game? Well, Bucks, I mean, look, you talking to a guy whose uh team didn't put up no points. So, <laughs> so I would have, oh, I would have believed. Bucks got to like, shut out this I, year too. Bucks got to shut out. Bucks got to shut out twice this year already. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, at least y'all put up seventeen. So I, I feel like, yeah, it's probably gonna be low scoring. Uh, probably gonna be a game. If you're not a fan, probably not gonna be watching. Um, probably not. Maybe. You know, so, you know, it's probably it's, it's not. It's, it's probably gonna be exciting because the game gonna be so low. But I mean, points gonna be so little low. Bit, but, I'm, hmm. a, I'm gonna watch a little bit. It all depends how the first half goes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ho- yeah. Hopefully they. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like I think it's gonna be low scoring. You know it's gonna be boring. It's the, gonna be conservative. Saints, the Bucks. The Bucks fans. Saints own the Bucks in Tampa. It's hmm. gonna be high. It's gonna be crazy. If James get. I have a feeling they're gonna put James in this game against Tom Brady. Hmm. I have a feeling. Well, they need to. They need to do something. You know, like what, what they're doing right now for the Saints ain't working. So James in for to play against Tom Brady, welcome home crowd. It's what he already. I bet you already down in the storybook. James, he played his one game. He get back on the bench. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't know. I don't know what what they're gonna do. I just, I just want this game to. I just want the season to be over. To be me quite too. honest with you, man, I'm I'm just I'm I'm over it. Um, me too. I, I just think that. Yeah. Was it was it, 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 was it Sunday when I played the Browns? I almost punched my TV, but in my mind, I, I had to hold myself. I almost punched the TV though. Yeah, no, no, I don't punch TV, man. It, it, it ain't worth it, man. It ain't worth it. Don't don't get yourself stressed out about some underachieving uh football teams in the NFC South, man. It, it, it's not worth. It. Uh, you got anything else for me though, man? Not worth. It. Yeah, man. I'm just waiting for the season over with. Yeah, I Drop agree. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. But hey, man, you gotta but, call back. You gotta call back after the okay. game on Monday. All right, I won't hear from you. All right. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> Peace. Man, you take it. You take it easy, man. All right. Yeah, that Bucks call game. Maybe been, been rocking with the State of Saints for a long time, man. Shouts out to that brother. I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain, my friend. I, I feel it. Uh, we gonna go ahead and end these uh these phone calls. Um. I got two more. I apologize uh, for anybody that's trying to get back in. Um, gonna go ahead and end the show. I got something I need to do. I just got a text message. It's extremely important. So I'm gonna go ahead and um, uh, get to these two, and uh, we'll go ahead. We got Sanchez. Sanchez, how you doing, man? Shouts out to the roof. real quick. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How about you? It's been a while. Yeah, I know, man. I see you punching the clock, man. And you still got your same stuff on, so I, I, I guess I guess you still rocking with the black and gold. 
<laughs> TJ, I just didn't have nothing else to put on this morning. <laughs> Ah man, I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah, man, you know how it go. Oh, but I'm gonna keep this short and smooth. Uh uh. But listening to the calls, I heard three key points that I just wanted to address real quick. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I even written them down. That was the crazy part. Uh passion, accountability, and culture. Mm-hmm. Three key points that I think you need to find in your next head coach. DA is not it. Yeah, not I understand. Oh, let, let me let me just break this down. Number one, passion. Uh-huh. If you seen, uh, I don't know if you seen the highlights of the Tennessee Titans in the uh, Bengals game from last yesterday. Right, right. It was a play where Derrick Henry uh, was hit on the screen. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry took it all the way down, and you know what happened, TJ? He what got day? to the one yard line. Uh, Bingo had uh, knocked the ball out, and you know what happened? Traylon Burks followed the whole play, the whole way, step for step, and scooped mm-hmm. and scored. Now mm-hmm. I bring up that for this reason right here, passion. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I seen Derrick Henry do after that happened? Yes, he fumbled. Yes, there was a touchdown for him. Walk in, touchdown for him. He was mad at himself. Yes, they still scored. They still scooped score at the end of the day but he was mad he was pissed he was hurt dang there was a walk-in touchdown i could have really cost my team fast mm-hmm. uh switch over to the saints game uh 49 driving alvin Kamara he had uh fumbled the ball which led to them driving down the field to score i just see him spitting out water that says something to me that really mm-hmm. does say something that means like it ain't no passion on their sideline for whatever the reason is is no passion their sideline number yeah. two Accountability. I'm a uh, flashback last year. It was a play where James uh, Winston uh, was getting tackled. He threw the ball up and Callaway caught it uh, at the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. You remember that play? I remember. So, you know, the you know, the first thing uh, that we seen once James walked over to that sideline, hey, Sean Payton pulled on, hey. Hey, I, hey, yeah, it, it resulted in down, but hey, bring it back a little bit. Bring it back. You could have just said right. you could do it completely out of bounds. We we was lucky on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, accountability. Third and last point, TJ, mm-hmm. culture. Where is the culture? I don't see it. How many mm-hmm. headlines, how many stories have you told us, TJ, about uh, time at the Saints on a four-game winning streak under the Sean Payton uh regime and he putting a little piece of cheese in the player's locker yep don't take the cheese don't bite the cheese don't think that you good just because you want to run bro we got a long way to go we got a long right. way to go this is only the tip of this iceberg mm. once again let me re- repeat these three bullet points passion accountability and culture right tj i ain't saying it with this squad and you know what made it hurt so much What's that? Well, it hurt so much is just this time last year, the Saints were playing Thanksgiving. Got mollywhopped by the Buffalo Bills. 34 mm-hmm. nothing. My turkey was dry, dressing, hit the same. Spaghetti. Not mm-hmm. even the spaghetti was like, oh, my mama make the coldest spaghetti. I don't care what nobody say. For some reason, <laughs> it did not hit on that Thanksgiving day. 
<laughs> it be like that but when you your team not winning. I still had passion. I still had accountability. My coach still had some accountability and some culture. Hey, look, we yeah. got our ASS kick. We know what we got to do. It wasn't just right. every other week. My bad, not every other week. Every week, we got mm-hmm. we got a lot of cleaning up to do. Hey, mm-hmm. TJ, I don't even see limit play commercials no more. I think it's out of stock. It's out of business. It's over with. It's done cleaning. <laughs> clean up the organization. That's what we need to clean up. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we ain't done cleaning. It. Up talk, yeah. All the whole blow it up talk, TJ, it's only so mm-hmm. much blowing up you can do because you got to understand Michael Thomas, 30, or going on 30, we ain't seen the best of Michael Thomas since 2019. That's going on four years now. Alan Kamara mm-hmm. pushing 30. Not too many, uh, not too much room for a 30 plus year old running back on the type of contract he on, and we know how many how uh how many hits he take per season. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I agree. You know, you were talking about uh cleaning the house, it just reminded me of when I was a kid growing up, Sanchez. You know, I used to my mom used to say, Clean up, clean up your room, and you know what I do? I take my clothes, I put them underneath the bed, and you know what I'm saying, like. You know, I used to have these pillowcases, put my clothes in there, and my mom would come in there for an inspection. She'd be like, boy, you ain't clean up, man. You ain't, you, ain't do, you, you ain't clean up. You just took this stuff up and put it under here. And, like, that's basically what the Saints doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, they talking about they cleaning up, but all they did was they put the clothes yeah, in the pillowcase yeah, yeah. and put the clothes under the bed. Under the yeah. Right, and, and, threw, and, threw, the, and threw the clothes the in, the, in the closet. You know what I'm saying? Threw the clothes in the closet. You know what I'm saying? On the floor, clothes are dope. And you know what I'm saying? When you walk in, you can see a clean Man. flow. But in reality, you pull it back, you guys. I'm gonna say mess. this. It's a mess. And now when you pull back the cover, it's a whole mess. Yeah. I'm gonna say this one last thing because I know you gotta go. Yeah, uh right. I'm not saying I'm looking for the next Sean Payton. I don't even want another Sean Payton to be honest. Only thing I'm mm-hmm. looking for is my head coach is the three bullet points I just gave you. Mm-hmm. Cash ability culture. And you know what? To be honest. Who that nation? If we can at least just get the accountability and the culture in order, the who that nation gonna bring the passion once we see that you you doing your job. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. But I at agree. At the end of the day, man, I, this season up with uh we can't we we can't rely on the whole oh well we'll get everybody back next year. We already did, been there done that. It yep. is what it is, fam. Yeah, it's, it's sickening to watch, and that's all I got to say, man. Yeah, man, it, it's rough stuff out there, Sanchez. I'll let you let you get back to work, man. Appreciate those uh those words, man. Um, definitely man. Uh, hit the nail on the head with a lot of those points. All right, and uh, I appreciate you calling in. Call back in the time, man. Yes, sir. Right. Pre- yeah, man. Shout out to Sanchez, man. I mean, he made some good points, man. I mean, man had a whole PowerPoint presentation on that, but. You know, I mean, but he got a point. You know what I'm saying? Like the coaching, the culture. I mean, it's it, it's it's bad business, and I, I just don't want to see this continue. You know what I mean, I just don't want to see this continue. All right. Uh, and lastly, we're gonna go with Jordan. Jordan, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. What what you got for us? Well, I, the first thing I like to say is, um, I had a peaceful weekend because I didn't expect them to win it anyway. Uh, you're not gonna go beat the best defensive team. Look, you're not gonna go beat the best defensive team undisciplined as they they have proven to be this year. That's yeah. just that wasn't gonna happen. So zero on the board is exactly what we needed, so they could see exactly what we're working with with coaching. Yep. Now, 
what we need to do is we got to put Jameis Winston in versus the books. Why? Not because he goes save the day, but we have a slim chance to make the playoffs. You have to give him something to play for so you can see what you have for next year. Because going to the draft to get a quarterback, you don't have a quarterback that's ready to come in and save a franchise coming out of college. I know everybody say hooker, but hooker is going to be for more of a middle of the pack team that kind of got a foundation built already. He's not going to be a savior like a Joe Burrow or somebody. He's not that transcendent. Now, that's just going forward. Now, to tackle the problem, do I think we have to blow everything up? No. But we need to blow up our coaching staff, for sure. Mm. And we, and quite frankly, we possibly, the owner needs to step down and hand, hand, hand the sinks down. Because mm. this all started with them and their unwillingness to change from Sean Payton because they got yep. familiar with one guy. They got right. familiar. And right. what, what happens? You try to replicate that. So mm-hmm. they didn't want to change the culture. They yep. they you think Sean Payton for the say, oh, you better hire that uh Flores. Why would he do that? Mm. Flores can come in and win a championship and make him look bad. Yep. So yep. that wasn't gonna happen. So why would Sean Payton give you the, the keys to the kingdom and he's still trying to find a job? Mm. Now yep. you have to you have to get two first round picks. And the next person that needs to go is Loomis. Why? Loomis has been a hell of a GM. He has been a hell of a GM. But these past two years, he has not did a good job. Hmm. He is trying. What we have right now is a situation that they just found themselves in whenever they drafted Geno Smith and had no offensive line to protect him, nobody to throw the ball to, no, no young defense to help him out. If we draft a quarterback, we're going to be trying to build from the top of the pyramid instead of the bottom. Mm. We have to go, and I and Cam Jordan deserves to either they they need to let him go and let him go to a, a contending team, or let him retire a saint. But we have to replace these guys, and it's no plan right now to replace none of these older guys. Demario Davis do not look the same. Nope, he do not play with the same passion. You, but Pete Warner is a bright spot, so you have to build off of Pete Warner. And you have to go get a you gotta go get a new O line, a couple of pieces on the O line, right. you know, you can work with Ram Check, the center, and the uh and Andrews Pete whenever he uh whenever he available, which is barely nowadays. Well but, well Jordan, I, I will say this, man. You know, the offensive line, I mean, you, you got Eric McCoy, he he on IR. Um Cesar Ruiz has played better. I don't think that Ryan I don't think this is an indication of Ryan Ramchick. I just think no. that I, I honestly think that it, he's a victim of coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't know what Trevor Pennant is. I know people are talking about he had a bad outing, but that was his first game, and he played in a jumbo set. Like, it, like, come on, man. Like, give me a break. Like, the dude, it was his first game. I'm pretty sure he was nervous as heck, and he was going up against the number one defense in the NFL. Like, now, Andrews Pete, like, you got to get him up out of here. You, you got to yeah. go – rather you got to sign somebody – in the all season to replace him, or you need to draft yourself a guard uh, to replace him. That that's what I feel about that. Uh, as, as I, I think you have a, I think you have a good enough offensive line in order to be able to protect uh, a your quarterback. But I do feel like you're probably going to need a bridge a bridge quarterback to, in order to get that other guy prepared. Because I do agree with you right. saying that 
the guy that you end up drafting is not going to be uh, ready on the first date. I mean, if you draft him, the hooker, he's coming off a torn ACL, so he's not going to be ready for you anyway, right? You know what I'm saying? You still right. going to have to wait for him probably around this time, you know, next year in order for him to be, you know, good enough to go out there and play. So you're going to need yourself a bridge quarterback. If the Saints, I mean, what, what do you think about maybe like a, a free agent or something like that? Let me let me ask you this. Like, if you've seen a free agent, I don't know if you thought about this or not, but what about a free agent? Like somebody that, you, uh, that you've that you been looking at, you think would be a good, a, a good spot filler until the Saints actually get the quarterback of the future? Well, the obvious answer would be Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like they went down the wrong path and it's a path of no return. Oh no! I don't think yeah, Jameis yeah. Winston gonna be a Saint next year. I think I agree. He gonna go help because you put Jameis Winston on, say the New York Jets or the Giants, then those two teams are looking at them themselves right now, saying we got a shot. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So I think it's we done with Jameis. Uh, the backup quarterback for the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. I would give him a chance, depending on what Green Bay situation is with Jordan Love. I would I would go I would go calling for uh, Jordan Love, and then I know this is unpopular, but Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh no, nah, Jimmy Jimmy G Jimmy G my second choice. Yeah, like, uh, Tyler Huntley is my first, and Jimmy G is my second. If we're talking about if we're talking about like getting a guy in free agency, you know, because right. I, I do feel like I know people, you know, they they looking at the Denver Broncos and they think that oh, uh, you know, Geno Smith like Seattle gonna sign Geno Smith. I know yeah. they was talking about oh they might get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. No, I don't believe that. I think they're gonna sign. I think they're gonna resign Geno Smith. I think he's done a good. I think he's done enough in order for him to get a contract extension. And they go sign him. He just fell to the worst team in the league at the time. The yep. Jets. Yep. And it just made him look bad. But the biggest change the Saints need to make is they need to go look at three coaches. They need to revisit Flores. I I would have him as my number two option. Yeah. They could go right down the road and tamper with Deion Sanders. You just built, you just brought Jeff Saturday in, so it ain't no excuse to, oh, this he don't have coaching experience. No, you got to change this culture fast. Yeah, I think what the I think man, the thing about Deion Sanders, I know this personally. Uh, he don't want to coach in the NFL. I know this personally. I know people that know him. I mean, of course, you know, I, I graduated from Jackson State, so I mean. The, the boosters and the trust and all that kind of stuff at the school, you know, that I, I talk to them quite frequently. He doesn't want to coach. He doesn't want to coach in NFL at all. But I, I, I am with you. I am with you um, when it comes to Brian Flores. I think he needs a. I think he needs an opportunity. Um, but it's Brian, one more. Eric Bieniemy would be another, and D'Amico Ryan's. If you want to, you know, get a, get a little defensive minded coach with some fire and some passion, you know, Just, that, that's that'll be a guy. And I, I'm really look. We really looking for somebody that the last caller said accountability, accountability and culture. So the the num- my number one pick would be to see what Michigan does in the college football playoffs. And if Michigan wins a championship, I believe John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, would consider stepping down at Michigan. He was close. If you come to him after he won the championship, I'm pretty sure he'll step down and come back to the NFL. Hmm. So he would be my number one pick. I would do a tamper in there. They do it all the time. It's not illegal. <laughs> you can't get caught. But I would really look up his, his – if Michigan win a championship, 
and I think they have a good chance, I would I would look at pulling him out of college because we need the a complete reset at the top. I, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. Our roster will be fine with a little trimming, and the Saints will be okay because when you look at the landscape of the NFC South, Atlanta at least another two or three years away from actually having a contending team. Carolina about a ten years away. I don't know. They, I honestly, <laughs> I think I, honestly, uh, Jordan, I think I think Carolina closer than any one of us. Like I'm, I'm being, I'm being so honest. They that defense, they young, they still got these boys real. on them rookie deals. And mm-hmm. if they get that, like these dudes play hard. You get yourself a quarterback, the guy that's gonna be able to win. Like if a CJ Stroud or one of these other young guys fall to them, man, they're gonna be a scary football team. I'm I'm just being I'm just being honest, man. Like they they look, we can talk about Matt Rule as a head coach in the NFL, he sucked. But when it comes to team building, like the dude did his job. The first the first yeah. draft he did, he drafted all defensive players. The second draft, that's when he started getting guys like Terrence Marshall and some offensive player, offensive line guys. He did a really good job building that team. That that team is a championship contender next year if they get the right quarterback. If they if they don't want to get a quarterback, let's just say if they go out here and get Jimmy Garoppolo or they or they try to go out here and get like uh, Tyler Huntley or something like that, those dudes can be a contender. I, I'm telling you, like we, as far as to Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New Orleans Saints, we, if we not careful, We'll be that team that ain't gonna be a contender for ten years. I'm well, just we, being real. We one step away from being the New York Giants or the New York Jets for the next ten years. Yep. Look, you ain't lying, J- Jamin. Like I said, Loomis, he building the team wrong. He he trying to build it from the outside in. You got to start with that defensive line. You got to you got to get younger. I'm all for letting Cam Jordan retire a Saint because he deserved that. He deserved to retire a Saint. But I'm not for having him starting the defensive end. I'd rather him move in, move in, and go get another defensive man because mm-hmm. he have he lost that explosiveness that he used to have. Yeah. Could he could he occasionally get back there on a a rookie or something if he got a rookie in front of him? Absolutely. But the days of him two to three sack games, those days are gone for him. Yep, I, I feel bad for him because, like I said, uh, we we still counting on him to be that dude that's getting those multiple sack games, and it's sad because. Those other guys that's younger than him not doing nothing at all to a point where we still relying on this dude like it's still 2015 or something. And I just exactly. don't feel like that fair. This this dude, honestly, at this stage of his career, he needs to be almost in victory lap mode, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like every night, it was almost like, you know, Dwight Freeney or something like that. You know, when uh, Robert Mathis started to come on, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, Freeney, yeah. every now and then he get a sack. You know, mm-hmm. or, or when he went to the Falcons, you know what I'm saying? You had John Abraham on one side, you had Dwight Freeney might give you a sack. That was, that's kind of like what Cam Jordan needs to be. He needs to be like in victory lap mode. Like oh, he, he needs to be like, kind of like padding his stats to solidify his greatness as a Saints player. But you cannot appreciate his greatness because you got to still be critical of his playing because those other guys aren't stepping up doing the things that we want them to do. Uh, but uh, Jordan, I, hey, I, I got to go ahead and go, man. I appreciate the call. Uh, call back anytime, man. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. All right, take care. Yeah, man, I mean, Jordan has some good points. I mean, look, I, I do think they need to go in the direction of a, a head coach. Um, if I can if I can go in some order, I would just I would just throw in some names out there. Uh my my first choice, sorry, would be Frank Reich. Uh Frank Reich is a guy who is a 
is a good coach and also he's a good quarterback coach i think wherever regardless to what direction you need to go in you need a coach that's going to help this quarterback see the field and i think that if you are a team that's trying to establish yourself trying to find a franchise quarterback or quarterback that's a bridge or whatever you got to help them see the field all right i think that if we talk about jim harbaugh it was kind of like what he did with Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick had some of his best moments and some of his best uh, statistical seasons when Jim Harbaugh was with him. And Alex Smith, the same way. You need somebody that's going to help these guys see the field. Uh, another guy, you know, that would be second on the list, in my opinion, would be Brian Flores. Brian Flores is a leader of men. Um, I, I do feel like if you get a guy like Brian Flores, you're probably going to need somebody that's a strong, uh, you know, offensive coordinator to me i would choose frank wright like if frank wright which i highly doubt if he couldn't get another head coaching job he would probably be on my coaching staff as a offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach all right and as a defensive coordinator under brian flores you know i probably get somebody like lovey smith because i don't think that he's going to uh i don't think that he's going to be the head coach of the texans next year so i would have brian flores uh, Frank Reich as my offensive coordinator, Lovey Smith as my defensive coordinator. All right, that that will be my my setup right there. So Frank Reich would be my first choice for head coach. Brian Flores with Lovey Smith as defensive coordinator, Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator, and my third choice uh, would be uh, Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy uh, is a guy who worked alongside Patrick Mahomes, can help the quarterback see the field, cast a little bit of offensive innovation. So with that, you know, I still would have Lovey Smith as my defensive coordinator. So there it is. Lovey Smith as my defensive coordinator. Eric Bittemey as my as my head coach, uh, as my offensive coordinator. Uh, if I couldn't get Frank Wright, I would probably get somebody like, uh, Joe, you know, what I'm saying somebody like Joe Brady. All right, that that, that would be that would be uh, my guys right there. It, it's just that simple. So that that's what I, that's what I would do. Because if you want to go defense, you want to make sure that you have a strong offensive coordinator and a good quarterbacks coach. So, and um, also, and I also as a as a dog horse, um, you know, as a, as a head coach, I would say Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey is another guy that I would look at to be a head coach. You know, I mean, Ken Dorsey. I mean, look, I've been watching Ken Dorsey. He was at the University of Miami. You know, before he was just slamming papers all over the place and disgust. So yeah, he would he would probably be my dark horse. But in that in that particular order, those those would be my coaches. But all this stuff right now is just kind of pie in the sky uh until you know the Saints actually do what we want them to do, and that is get rid of that clown that is the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, which is Dennis James Allen. But um look, we already know. Thank y'all so much uh for you know being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. We already know that the Saints aren't. Uh, very good. We already know that uh, Dennis Allen is a, a a lame duck coach. I think we pretty much already know these things, but let's go ahead and hit that song. Let me tell you a story about a coach with an 8 and 28 record. He had an opportunity to change the way the NFL world would look at him forever but listen Sean 
And we gotta hit this one too. It's still who that? But who? Being a Saints fan is never. It's not, man. Being a Saints fan is never. Look. Started off the season, thought this team was going to win a division. Ten weeks later, this wasn't the team that I envisioned. Watching the games have been disgusting. D.A. ain't the answer, and at this point, it ain't even worth discussing. Can't move the ball, they stay punting. Yeah, it's amazing how this team's sucking. God, please grant this team some D. They gonna need it, because Dalton been throwing picks and underthrowing his receivers, and my patience is bad. I'm constantly getting mad. I'm thinking about the teams and players they used to have when Breeze surely was clutch and Peyton cooking it up, and the defense was average, but at least they didn't suck. Uh, Too many problems, too many false starts, too many injuries to these players. Man, they leaving on cards. Somebody told me we need to go on and blow this thing up, but this the life of a Saints fan, a season of bad luck, and I can't believe it. Being a Saints fan is never easy. It's not, man. Being a Saints fan is never easy. All we want you to do is what we know you can do. But hey, maybe it's not our year. Yeah, it's not our year, Who That Nation. Uh, I want to thank Piano Dean uh, for the $5 donation. He says Saints were hot garbage under Dicker, but at least Dicker still got angry and passion. I agree. I agree. Um, I wanted to make sure I acknowledge that donation. Uh, but thank y'all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, really do appreciate it. Uh, Shouts out to everybody uh, chilling and um, listening to or watching at work or on the go. I really do appreciate it. Uh, regardless, man, we still gonna be here. We still saying fan. We still saying who that. Still gonna be covering the team, um, no matter how. Who, no matter how, uh, what, how dim or how glim, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, as long as this team is, is on the field, we are gonna continue to cover them. Hopefully, they give us better moments down the stretch. I doubt it. But please subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. You've got previous episodes that are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Till next time, all I got to say is, fire did this out.